Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Sex Actually podcast. It's your boy, Dave Neal. How are you doing today? Uh, I am touching base from sunny Los Angeles, California. It is Sunday afternoon. I'm watching football. My Patriots already won on Thursday, so I have no horses in the race, as it were. We're just enjoying life. Uh, This week, this Monday episode of the Sex Actually podcast, we have our guest, Carly Craig, Carly is an impressionist, stand-up comedian, and actress from Florida. Very funny, and she's on the current season of Mad TV. So if you don't know Carly Craig, if you haven't heard her on past episodes, you're definitely going to want to stay tuned for her talk. Uh, we talk about her relationship. I caught up with her and you know wanted to know what she's doing, what's going on. She's been walking the red carpet. She's been living the high life. So we wanted to touch base, see how she is. So we'll uh, we'll get right to that. But first things first, I've got a message from a man named Bill. Bill wrote in to the uh, podcast Facebook page, which is facebook.com slash sex, actually. And Bill has, uh, he has some uh, issues going on in his dating life. He's 19. And anyway, let's, uh, I'm going to try to condense what he said here for you guys. There are several typos, so I'm trying to navigate through them. He said, um, he wrote us a message. He's got some dating problems. And uh, he said, you see, I'm what most call socially awkward and what the doctors call autistic. Being autistic makes it super hard to meet people, but the downside is always the same. After some conversation, it's always blocked. After an okay time hanging out, it's always blocked. I've gone from being the jokester to the jock to the guy who writes poems to the perv. Nothing fucking works, and it seriously makes me ill. Like I've spent so much time on Tinder, and the only girls that like me are girls who are over 200 pounds over my limit. And I know that's a dick thing to say, but come on. I'm an athlete from the Philly outskirts. I love girls who I can lift up. But I don't know. I really don't know where I'm going with this other than maybe a gateway to ending the horrible feelings I have of my ex. Yeah, that's where this leads back to. Like, how am I supposed to get over the first fuck? The first real love. This is such a Philly thing. The first fuck. The first love. The first Philly romance. Sorry, Uh, let me finish this. He goes, I mean, yeah, it was in the back of her car. (laughs) This dude's kind of made, I don't know. (laughs) Sounds like romance. It was in the back of her car. We turned it off. It was steamy. It's like, were you just watching Titanic? (laughs) He goes, yeah, I mean, it was in the back of her car, but I mean, three months later, and I can still hear her moaning my name in my ear. And a few days later, it's, I don't like you. I don't want you in my life. I don't know. I don't want to be friends. I hate you. You are, I hate you as a person. I hate how you act. And I see that I wrote song after song to about 15 songs stored up for an album, but that's besides the point. He's he's jumping around a little bit. We're trying to navigate this. He said, you know, listening to this podcast has taught me a lot that fuck-ups happen and moving on is, is possible, but it seems impossible. When every girl sees me as this creep when all I'm trying to do is move on without fucking girl after girl. I mean, yeah. I tried that. I fucked this one girl and then ran off to the bathroom to throw up. Uh, again, Philly romance. He said, is like all this normal for a 19-year-old? My life has barely begun, and yet it feels like dot, dot, dot. And then he uh, he goes, did I even ask a question or just ramble? Dude, you asked a question. I totally hear your question. You don't understand women. Hey, you're 19. I'm 31. I don't understand them either. But here's the point. Uh, you said you're you said you're an athlete, you're a jock, you're a musician, you're doing all these things. Just be you, be you, man. And not every girl's gonna love it, but just be you. And it's the confidence in getting to own who you are that girls will find attractive. 
Not all of them, just the ones that are into you, the ones that you're supposed to be attracted to are the ones that'll, you know, feel who you are. You're uh, no, And look, I, I don't know much about the spectrum of autism. I am not the person to seek help with regarding that. I don't know the pain and struggle it must be to not say what you want, the, to not be as in the right state of mind to, to be received the way you want to be perceived. Does that make sense? Does anything I'm saying make sense? But what I would say is just focus on being the healthiest form of yourself. You don't know why this girl fucked you in the back of a car and then didn't want to talk to you again. Who you can't you can't solve her shit. You can only work on yours. So my advice is to not try to make it right with this girl. Just make yourself right. And that means being get it being healthy. Get off Tinder. Go outside. Go to a dog park. Walk down the street. Get a coffee. Just go outside. Get get away from technology. It's only going to sap you. It's going to drain you. Just get out and get healthy. If that means going for a walk or a run or picking up a sport or a hobby, whatever it is, get healthy. Become strong like within yourself. Build a strong foundation because that's what happens. You get heartbroken and, and that, that'll fuck you up. And then you look desperate and you feel desperate and no one's going to want to be around you until you get over it and start moving on your path. So, Bill... Move on in your own path and stay. Uh, keep me posted. Let me know if that helps at all. Uh, just uh, you know, just really work on yourself. It's kind of a cliche thing to say, but you can't fix her. You don't know why you you got rejected. You know, a few episodes ago we had that episode. Rejection produces a um, obsession. Just try to drop the obsession with her and and why it didn't work out. And you might open your eyes up to something that will work out. So that's my unsolicited advice. Actually, you did solicit it. So <laughs> that's my solicited advice to you, Bill. Uh, write in again. And for all those listening on social media, reach out to us. I'm always answering. Uh, it's at Sex Actually Podcast on uh, Twitter and Instagram. And then uh, search Sex Actually on Facebook or write to us, sexactuallypodcast at gmail.com. And hey, guys, also, before we get into this episode... Uh, we have like 30 new reviews on iTunes. I appreciate it so much. We're, we're, our downloads are killing it. We're having a blast. So I want to reward people with writing, reading their review here. So Mikey Football said, uh, someone suggested I listen to this podcast, and I was not disappointed. Dave has such a great rapport with his guests that he's able to get great anecdotes, stories, and advice out of them. Uh, it's called Me Being Nosy. <laughs> That's what it is. The podcast flows smoothly and is a very easy, fun listen. Definitely check it out. Thanks, Mikey Football. Appreciate that. Uh, for those uh, who, you know, please leave us a nice review. It's, you know, it's a free thing that we do. I'm just trying to build this into something bigger. So what you do is, uh, I believe if you have an iPhone, you can search uh, Sex Actually in the podcast app. Even if you've already been a downloader or subscriber, search Sex Actually, then click on the Sex Actually icon icon. Click review, then click write a review. It takes like a minute. You can leave a short review. Just write a sentence. Just let us know that you're listening and all that jazz. If you uh, don't have an iPhone, but you have iTunes, go to your computer, go to your iTunes, type in your 15 password attempts because you forgot what it is because no one remembers their fucking passwords. I don't either. It's fine. My fucking Verizon bill is overdue and I don't know my password to pay. <laughs> it's like, will someone take my fucking money? Should I switch to Sprint? I think I should. Um, you guys don't care about that. Anyhow, had a blast talking to Carly. I hope you guys enjoy. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Sex Actually Podcast with Dave Neal, and I am the guest for the day, Carly Craig. 
Hey, what's happening? We're doing it. Sex I'm so actually. down for this jingle right now. <laughs> right? You like this jingle? <laughs> it's so good. One of your friends made it, right? My buddy made it. Um, I'm trying to think who. Who made it? Bradley. Bradley Paul. Were you everybody. there when Bradley made it? No, I had to make it. And I was like, I want like 1990s sex. That's yeah. what I said. I was like, I want like sex. And the first thing he made was like, boom, jump. It was like real intense, like dungeon sex. I was like, no. Not, not, uh, not that intense. Not, not that. No. So, um, but anyway, that's Bradley Paul. And of course, we're outside at the park. So we're literally Helicopters. 13 seconds into the episode and we've got <laughs> choppers flying over us. Uh, that's <laughs> how it's going to be. Um, we have two returning guests. We have Tasha Courtney to my left. Hello. And Carly yes. Craig, how are you? Hello. I'm so good, man. It's so good to see you. Yeah. And so we, I just assumed we had podcasted four or five months ago and you said it's been 11 months. 11 months. So it was October of last year. It was October. Shit. And we were yeah. at a different park in West Hollywood. Yes. It's like a neutral zone. You're on the west side. You live on the west side for those who know LA geography. I did live on the west side. Okay. Last Where time. Where do you live now? I now live in the valley. Oh, um, okay. Yeah. I've got a little guest house uh, in the valley. It's dope. Oh, that's awesome. So, okay. So a lot's happened. For those who haven't listened, go back eight, uh, 11 months ago and check our first episode. Come back. Uh, you were working with Todrick Hall, doing his YouTube um, MTV show, right? Yep. And then since then, you've had you've blown up and done the show Impressions. Is yeah, First Impressions. First Impressions. My buddy Julian Fernandez was on that. Oh yeah, he and, was on uh, my episode. Oh, was he? I believe he was. You were doing because you uh, you had some stuff go viral, doing impressions of Ariana Grande yep. and who else? Um, Emma Stone, right. Gwen Stefani, uh, Kristen Chenoweth, Lord. Lord. Um, <laughs> There's a there's a couple others in there. Uh, Iggy Azalea. And then that and then, Matt TV. Yeah. The re the reboot. Mm-hmm. That's amazing. Congrats. Thank you so much. I'm, that's that's just so. How's that going? It was the experience of a lifetime. Now we we're about three weeks out of production, so now I'm like kind of trying to find my flow again, find my new routine because it was just all summer long, nine weeks of of shooting, and then even before that we had rehearsals. So so nine episodes. We did eight episodes. Oh, eight episodes. Okay. Yeah. And, you, and yeah. you were shooting live audience. Like, how does that work? So we would do a lot of the pre-tape stuff, like, during the week, and then um, and then it would alternate. So one week we would do, you know, pre-tape rehearsals and filming, and then the next week we would do the live show on a Friday. So there were four total live nights to make up the eight episodes. Was it nerve-wracking? It was awesome. It was so thrilling and so, like surreal that I was even there so um talk about a demo tape to have that <laughs> I know I have to cut it together That's once a, the last episode airs I'll probably get yeah, on seriously. that immediately but um, I mean because you're so talented impressions wise but then to have the characters around you the hair and makeup that mm-hmm. whole thing that's that must be amazing and they also brought back Ariana Grande for legitimately every episode like if I have to do her again I'm gonna, I'm gonna is that what it. got you but, do you think that's why but they... that's what got me the job yeah so wow. obviously I'm not gonna complain like I get to wear these really dope wigs and work with Emmy award-winning makeup artists and they get to transform me into Ariana which is next level you know aside from just doing the impression on stage or in the video or whatever um so but yeah, they brought Ariana back a lot. We'll have to give you a. You're gonna have to do a sex actually intro as Ariana. No problem. Welcome to sex actually. Damn now. Do you believe we got Ariana Grande for this? <laughs> that's the episode, folks. Thank you so much. I got what I needed. I'm gonna come now. Uh, that's incredible. Uh, so, so like, how? Just like, has she acknowledged that you do no. her? Do her? She doesn't. No, Oops. I don't know. I don't know that the show um, has picked up the momentum enough yet that people are taking notice of what we're actually doing because I think you know it's a reboot new network and we're still kind of finding our vibe so 
Um, People are very sensitive with reboots, but I got... I dogs heard, puking. Oh, the dog's puking? Oh, jeez. Oh, no. No, he's, no he was puking yesterday. He's, he's puked three he's, times since last we night. We brought the dog, and we're like, yeah, he's not... Good. We, we won't even know he's there. Just, he's dehydrated just, like me. He um he just eats grass and then pukes it up. That's Aww. what he's been doing. Yeah. He's been getting into the trash a lot. We he's made got um, a grass addiction. We started to make this about the dog. Yeah. <laughs> like getting into deep shit. It's all yeah, good. The dog's barking. There's a pomegranate seed in this part. <laughs> as long as he's okay. <laughs> we just fed him pomegranate seeds. Poor dog. Anyway, Boone Aww. the Basset's hanging out here, too. <laughs> Boone the Basset is not about the gluten-free life. You're going to have to follow <laughs> Boone on Instagram. Oh, my gosh. Let me do that right this second. Yeah, he's got, right a, he's got a, at Boone the Basset, and he's probably got more followers than I do. So At Boone the Basset. As Tasha says, bitches love him. Oh yeah. Um, so so Ambassador Hounds have a huge Instagram following, and I mean, he loves bitches. I started following. You, you know the, um, you know how like Instagram now has like the Snapchat feature thing. Well, I've been following Beauregard Bassett, like a, a dude a Bassett Hound. I don't even know. <laughs> and like, does he do the live videos? He d- yeah, he does live videos. So like, we need to get our we need to do a live video, not of Boone. Uh, yeah, it looks like just like green yellow puke. Boone the Bassett. I think it's because he ate celery yesterday. Yeah, anyway. he did, he's not about this diet. All right, so we got Boone the Bassett. He's on, we're our, one more follower. Good for him. Um, <laughs> okay, so so she, yeah, she, she she hasn't acknowledged. You think that it's just uh, the show's taken off, or you know, I feel like I feel like eventually she's going to see it because also she's friends with Todrick. So I feel like at some point or another she'll come across it. But who doesn't? We're all, like celebrities are super self-absorbed. I think they're de- definitely celebrities. Google themselves. The ones who don't are in the minority. Yeah. So, I'd like um, to think that she saw it. Yeah. So who knows? I mean, so so Mad TV. So you don't know if it's going to get another season or yeah. Right what? now we're kind of in this limbo um, where they're deciding what's gonna what the next step is going to be. But you know, either way, like whether we were to get another season or not, it was truly the most um, most incredible experience of my life. And, and at this point, I just need to be grateful for it. And you know, it's like it's summer just camp. Yeah, it was like summer Whenever camp. Whenever you work on a project that you're shooting mm-hmm. like 12 hour, 14 hour days, yeah. and you pour your life in, you know, your heart. And you get so it. close with each other. Like now we're all friends and, and we were like a, you know, manufactured cast, so to speak. So they, you know, we were all strangers. We didn't really know each other. Except like Adam and Amir, they've done lots of stand up together. Tasha, Amir's the guy. He's got, the, he wears a baseball hat on stage with the, the long. I've seen him in the belly room, right? Yeah, you've seen him. Yeah, exactly. Oh, man, he's funny. He's so funny. Have you seen him? His, his stand up? Yes. He just makes it look so easy. And so I just, easy. And I'm like, Tasha, look, very that's conversational. not easy what he's doing. Yeah, very conversational. <laughs> he's he's so talented and Adam, too. And um, so being also around those people who have are, you know, brilliant and they're just killing the game. That forced me to kind of level up and be, you know. Yeah. You know. No, but I, you bring a very unique thing to to the to the party too, you know. Yeah, yeah. I bring the princess vibes. <laughs> well, that the was party a, princess that was, vibes. That's what our episode was called. It was, I think, it was called Party Princess because uh-huh. at the time we were talking about you were doing a, a ton of work, um, doing like what birthdays and things like that. Yep. Yep. Doing kids like parties. Kill, killing really. F- Tinkle, Tinker Bell and Tingle Bell. <laughs> that's the other. That's the other princess. That's the thing. adult party. Yeah, the adult party. <laughs> <laughs> that's when things get real wild. Um, no, Tinker Bell. That's um, the that we got our episode today. Yeah, Carly there we go. Become Tinkle Bell. <laughs> Tinkle Bell. That's me um yeah so d- lots of uh, princesses but um and i'm i low-key might have to get back in the game because um you know get, hey if anyone needs i need a, an, i need my next gig if anyone needs a frozen ariana grande um, a frozen ariana grande. 
You can tell I'm up with my terms. <laughs> I know. Somebody suggested that. I can't remember who, but someone was like, have you considered like taking that whole princess party idea, but going and showing up as an impressionist to people's parties? I'm like, mm, Dude, I haven't, but you know, if the parents that could be a thing. Humor. That could be a thing. There are like, you know, there's body doubles, but then there are also like impressionists because I actually has. So I went, this is a long time ago yeah. on the Ellen DeGeneres show mm-hmm. as um, Kate Middleton. Mm. And um, from that, you do look this like lady, Kate. like the littlest bit, maybe. But this lady signed me up for her agency that does exactly that. They take people that are like lookalikes of celebrities and they show up to events like as these celebrities. That's awesome. Yeah, really weird. I went as fat um, Toby Maguire. That's who I went as. <laughs> Just chubby. Spider-Man? Yeah, chubby Spider-Man. <laughs> that's, that's who I'll be. Fat um, Toby Maguire. That's kind of how I'm I feel done. right now. It, I was uh, where, so where was I complaining? Oh, I was at the on the west side yesterday on Santa Monica on the um the beach yeah. doing a man on the street video. Right, and everyone's in such good shape. I l- I had a bagel sandwich and mm. like left hating myself. Yeah, just hating myself. Like yeah, this town makes it hard. <laughs> I haven't been to the beach in a minute. I haven't oh. been down. Well, you've on been the west so side. busy all summer. Yeah, I mean, it, and that's the thing. Like, yeah, you you get in this routine, you get in this flow, and then you're. And then it's over, and you're like, well, what do I do now? And it's natural. Did you have a little post-show? I mean, it happens when you vacation. I'm in it right now. Yeah. (laughs) I'm kidding. I'm kidding. You're like, I'll take anything. Like, sex actually podcast. No, actually, this is is a great time because right now I'm doing okay. I'm like, you know, just trying to find my next gig. But I'm also being really creative. And and to be introduced to um, that sort of professional level environment, um, and I had never really experienced that before because up until that point I've been doing YouTube stuff and and stuff that's really guerrilla style in a docu-series and then you know the first impressions was just one episode so um then to be like surrounded by a real professional grade production and be at Hollywood Center Studios it's like introduced me to that whole world and the multi-cam situation and now I'm like motivated on a whole other level because I want to do a show like that all the time so. I've been watching um, Undateable. They shoot live, and mm-hmm. that's kind of just why I started watching it because it's they'll neat. like they'll like fuck with each other live. They'll like kind of like crowd work each other, and it's just really cool to think it's a that neat concept. Yeah, because yeah. like sitcoms are kind of you know that the multicam style has to be innovative in today's world because it's like unless you're on CBS like watching some you know Mike and Molly, it's like who's doing that now? You know, yeah. It's like you gotta you gotta be like different. So like for undateable, undateable to be like, I oh, will just shoot it live. It's like, oh shit, that'll Pretty be innovative. Yeah, yeah, that's interesting to watch. You know, the, mm-hmm. no one's on their cues on time and they're running around and all that shit. Um, so anyway, so last time we talked, so eleven months ago, mm-hmm. you're living with your boyfriend. You're you're doing all this and that. You're Todrick now boyfriend. We are no longer no longer together. Um, but that was something like around March. I was just kind of like feeling stagnant and just kind of like figuring out what my next move was going to be, you know? And, um, I realized that I was making a lot of sacrifices to live on a part of, in, on the side of town where not a lot of action was happening sure. for what I wanted to do. And Which, for people that don't understand, it's a different city. It's yeah, an hour it's, away. It's not, if you need to slide into an audition or something, it's a day's choice. Exactly. And, and it, it fed up a lot or it ate up a lot of my time to be, you know, having to plan ahead. Like, okay, well, if I'm going to go to an open mic, 
I have to leave my place by two o'clock and then I'll get to where I need to be. And then I have to like stick around on that side of town because traffic's going to be bad after rush hour up until like eight or nine o'clock. Yeah. Which is then six, seven hours. It's a full day. Yeah. And I'd have to like camp out up in the valley and be working on, on stuff. But, but then I just decided, I was like, you know, I really should like live on that side of town. And then, you know, one of those situations where we just kind of like grew apart and. But you guys had moved here together, right? Yeah. Yeah. So that's interesting. He's also, did you guys go to school together? Or? We did. We went to school together, and he um, he had a job in t- uh, in tech in the tech scene on in, on the west side. So, yeah. Were you both at the same place where you were ready to move on, or was there kind of like? I think so. I think it was like it was a mutual thing. Once I brought it up and was like, "Listen, this we're not happy. So can we just like part ways? Because I want to like I want to really be focused on my work, and that's like my main priority right now. And I think that you should do the same and we should both be happier. So um, that's pretty much it in a nutshell. Um, you sound too composed. <laughs> I sound composed. Well, like, you had a little time, who threw right? The, who How threw long the ago dishes was this? at each other? That's what I want to know. <laughs> well, it was it was actually, and I hear that from a lot of people, like they have nightmarish breakups where somebody like goes crazy. Come on, you're an actress whatever. from Florida. What did you throw? <laughs> what did I throw? I didn't throw anything. Oh, man. Except a huge tantrum. No, I'm kidding. I, um, no, I, it was very, very mutual and yeah it was just time like it, tough five and him, a half though. years is a long time five and a half That's years a long time oh and my God. he's got to see you on all these covers i mean what were you doing like vanity spain or something i, like, w- what, what I went you? to a vanity fair party last oh, okay. weekend because <laughs> no, i'm like is your boy i was like wondering is she with him is he taking the photos because like you know you never yeah. see the dude you just see like a shadow yeah that's what you, you know no, no, no. Now I, now I buddy up. Now my manager is the one that follows me around and, oh, nice. and takes they, photos they for me. They must be pleased. They and f- they're not allowed to complain about it because he complains about it every time I ask him to take a picture. Your manager oh, yeah. is just like, yeah, sure, I can do that. Do you need me to post it yeah, for you, Yeah, because it too? benefits him, yeah. too. Yeah, <laughs> he took yeah, yeah. a selfie of us with clay mask on. And I'm like, mm-hmm. and I even let her choose which which of the five. You know, I was like, like I'm not going to take 20. I'll take five, three to five. And then she goes, oh, it's great. And then I'm posting it. I got all this, the caption and then tagged and everything. It's mm-hmm. ready to go on facebook and she's like oh send it to me i want to fix i want to smudge or whatever whatever it was just it was shadowy it was inside at night it was dark and it was shadowy i thought i was just brightening it a little bit the lead the lead headline on this photo is that i've got a clay mask on not like whether or not it's like sharp focus <laughs> listen she's got an eye for uh for aesthetics but it's, it's that's, true but it's some, you but should she, appreciate that but she needs me. me to yep. like pull the trigger and be like no th- that's it you know what i mean <laughs> like if you if i let her kind of like take her time with all of that shit we wouldn't we would still be in at home you know what i mean yeah true but but that's what i'm here for i'm here to just be like no good enough i'm like the assistant director i'm like it's good enough shoot the scene let's do it well at least you're on board with with uh with the whole uh effort all the efforts (laughs) but did you see i mean what when you were breaking up what your career was already taking off did you see sort of like a was there any resentment in, in in it and that'd be natural if there was well, like, you mean after after the breakup, uh, or even during? As far as like, he, was he feeling like you were you were more worried about your career than him? Or I mean, that was always clear from the beginning. Like it was always, you know, I moved out to LA, and then he he joined me later on, and it was always me, you know, following my passion because I've been doing I've been performing since I was really young, and and this is something I've worked towards my whole life. So. You know, that's number one to me always. I, I, we both put in lots of effort to make it work, but then, um, when you were were long distance for how long until um, you moved out? It wasn't too long. It was like a couple months. But when you moved out here, what what did you already, 
did he already agree to be like, all right, I'll be out there soon. I'm going to get my yeah, shit in order. Yeah, he was like, all right, I'm going to look for a job. And then once I have a job, I'll move out. And then that happened a couple months later. And then he, he came here. Um, Do you think he'll stay here? Yeah. Yeah. He seems pretty settled in, in the tech scene. So that's really, really dope good, for him. Good place for that. Yeah. Yeah. So, so listen, I'm, I'm happy for him. You know, five and a half years, that's your best friend for so long. So love him you know do you guys still like talk communicate um and and also to have you done the unfollow on social media thing <laughs> the unfollow i feel like that's what you look at like every yeah. day there's someone who uh, like at like entertainment weekly who checks taylor swift's yeah. instagram account to see if luckily she, she he's not too big on uh social media so oh, that's good. it's not that that's deep. Healthy. yeah yeah it's good so but anyway um i mean but i didn't i didn't get the uh, call for mad until like maybe a month and a half after we broke up and I had moved out. So it wasn't like, oh, I was, my career was taking off, peace out. It was like, yeah. I'm feeling stagnant and I need to make a change. I need to be like where the action is. And then the second I did that, just things started That's like the universe's response to like, yeah, you made the right move. A thousand percent. And, and obviously like yeah. it makes sense. You got it. You, you need to move and be in, in a better position physically. But is that like an excuse for like like obviously and underlying you, other well, things well if you guys still wanted to be together you'd be together like obviously like you, you mentioned you were growing apart mm-hmm. but was there like was there something that exposed that or was it literally just los angeles the demo the, the geography of it all exposed the, the fact that you couldn't balance mm-hmm. the west side in your career i mean that had that had nothing to do with it like i mean that was the smallest of any issue like the main thing i'd say is that um he because i think maybe because he had a steady job that he didn't understand the hustle and the grind and how much energy it took for me to be you know really chasing after what i wanted and i think he always thought like oh yeah she wants me an actress that's cute like didn't really understand the level that i was and thinking men want to provide he's like i've got a job so you're good you're, yeah. like, you're like, no, I've got a burning desire to. Yeah, kind this out. of. Yeah, it's just, you know, it was one of those things where I was like, you know, at this point, I think I'm better off being my own support system because truly, I don't think you understand like the amount of effort and, and I don't think you recognize the value in what I'm investing my time is, which at the end of the day, a, a healthy relationship is all about mutual respect. And I wasn't feeling that. So I just had to. Were you feeling on. like judgment or something? Yeah, just more like, um, why aren't you booking anything? Why, you know, just negative energy. So. Oh, really? Yeah. Now, because we have. Um I think we have respect, but also don't know exactly. Like, we, I, I understand her industry and she gets mine. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, like. We're n- neither one of us are experiencing the like, other not- person's reality. So I think we can try our best to, like, be sympathetic to what each other are going through. It's similar. Yeah, like, I'm not going to a casting like, where, like, things. someone's looking me up and down, judging my body, and she's not getting vulnerable on stage and bombing. <laughs> like, yeah. So we both, they're, they're two different sets of vulnerabilities that, like, we have to be, like, you know, like, there'll be days I'll come home and be like, look, uh, don't take this personally, mm-hmm. but I am itching i just bombed so bad yeah and then and then the next day it's a flighty the next day you do well and you're like i'm the fucking man the best. what's up now you're dating a guy yeah. who's hilarious aren't you lucky she's like yeah aren't i well that's good because <laughs> the support is there and that's what the most important thing is. but it can be tough it can be tough um if you know I'll, i'm i'm sort of like a one-track mind with like how many times have i gone on stage this week um you know all these like thoughts and this and that and it's yeah. like i'll i'll if I put that too far ahead, Tasha, I don't want to speak for you, but might be like, uh, hello, girlfriend. Like, I'm not, I'm not super needy, but like, where do I factor into this? So it's important to like, 
be transparent with your schedules, I guess. Mm-hmm. And some weeks you're busier than others. And-, and that was another thing. And I and I do feel bad about it. But at the end of the day, because my career is such a priority and I do naturally like just I'm obsessed with working. Like I just love grinding and working every day. Um, he'd be like, well, why? Like, why won't you come with me with my friends to on vacation or whatever? And I'm like, there's no time to vacation because I'm trying to, like, get shit done, you know. And I think that that's another thing which, you know, I could have been better about and more willing to take time off and find that balance. But if you felt like being selfish and just kind of doing my thing and well, I think, you know, you can say that it's selfish and maybe it is in a way. But I think also like. I, I feel like a lot of couples have a hard time expressing to each other and then also receiving in a way that's like, oh, I'm processing and understanding what you're saying. What are each other's priorities? Mm-hmm. So I can hear Dave say, like, this is my priorities to go to this many mics and do blah, blah, blah. And then feel like a failure when I don't. But sometimes it doesn't because it's not a priority for me. I have a hard time like actually grasping that like this is really his priority, but he has to spell it out for me and and I have to do the same back to him, spell it out like, and understand my... why it's uh, why it's so important to exactly. you. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Definitely. And I'm learning to like to like spend, you know, spend my time in a smarter way where like I'll I'll blow off a show if I'm like, now fuck this, you know, there's a show in the valley that I'm like that. It's like, I, if I have a good set, I know what I'm doing. I, I don't need to be in, put myself in a shitty situation. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, like, so we have like Tasha's parents t- just took us on vacation and that was hard because I, it's fun, but like, I- is it f- so much fun that I'm not going to feel like I'm like I know there's a thousand comics going up on stage learning a new joke and I'm like chilling. But chilling's yeah. good. It's good to balance. like it's good to have that balance, but it's like it's got to come under terms where you sort of like want it and aren't you know force like so so in both cases we went like away to Arizona and we were like staying in a nice little resort, pool. I was like, "Oh, I guess I'm writing down this is fine." And then on our last trip we were in Victoria in Canada and it was just gorgeous and and it was and it was good, but it like and it's nothing against Tasha or her family, but it's like I have to work that out on my own time. You within yourself, you have the anxiety yeah. of like, oh, why am I not like on another stage? You know, doing. But you have to be careful of not being so one track minded that like all you think about the only way that you like quantify your success is like how many times you got up this week. Yeah. Because taking a break and having you know five days to kind of refresh and get back in touch with nature, like I find that super powerful creative yeah like totally that, i need to be like refreshed and and reminded grounded. that we're all human and not invincible and we're yeah. like just doing our best i totally and- agree but like when when i when we went home for my family we went back to new england and i did some shows in new york i yeah. feel like tasha got like eight job requests and you and you whether you you know I do, mean to or not you add up the money you're you're like you do the cost benefit analysis you're like oh shit is my boyfriend worth a thousand dollars to come here and i could have made eight thousand yeah if right. i just stayed home and i'm yeah. like hey babe come to this stand-up show i have and she's like just got dollar signs in her eyes like oh, okay but that's you know that's <laughs> yeah you, it's you, all about the balance and our thing is kind of just like building you know like my motive my way of trying to motivate tasha and along with myself is like well Let's work hard now so we can tra- afford to travel and be like, I mean, imagine it's like, yeah, we could, we can rough it now and we do we'll go camping, do fun little day trips, you mm-hmm. know, little weekend getaways. But it's like, imagine if, you know, we're shooting a series in Atlanta, like that's, that's travel. Like 
there's a lot of cool things that can come from just grinding down and working hard. Definitely. And um, we're trying to figure that. that well, and that's out. the thing. Like, I loved spending time. Like, I'm I'm definitely an ensemble type person, like a people's person. And so, like, I loved spending time with Todrick and the crew and being in his, like, little candy mansion. And we just have fun and we're making videos and it's this little factory, you know. And that's how I wanted to spend my time. You know, that's what I wanted to invest my time in because these are my people. This is my tribe. Like, my people, we're making art together and we're making a difference because we've got fans and, and all sorts of great things that are on the horizon by putting in all that work. You're, you're receiving energy. You're receiving- exactly. And it was like feeding my soul just like how it always, performing has always brought me that thrill. So, um, so you know, it, I think that maybe he was a little hurt that I wasn't making him a priority but then you know well, you gotta follow your instincts and your yeah. gut and what's making you happy is yeah. your creative process and that's when i realized also like it wasn't fair to him to have a girlfriend that wants to be doing other shit like you should have somebody with you that wants to talk to you about whatever your interests are and he was also very type a into computers and all that stuff and i'm more of like an artist and a free spirit and so i think it was one of those things yeah we had been together so long and so we were comfortable but not necessarily genuinely happy and like you know in love anymore and, and you know people sad, people change their energy like where they are like i mean I hate to use the brangelina example but it seems like <laughs> no you know brad pitt's like a socialite a-list movie star and that's mm-hmm. kind of like who he is who he's been and angelina's kind of like become some sort of humanitarian humanitarian is great but it's like are there you know is he resentful because he's trying to do move you know like where did did where did that fall apart and it's you know it's people not- are always going to be growing their whole lives because when you're done growing then you're done living and hopefully Preach. you you can grow together but if you can't you know, you're going to grow apart and that's a normal thing. You, I think that you, people come into your life and they serve a purpose to teach you something or you're teaching them something. And then when your time is up, that's okay. Yeah. With that being said, I am so grateful for the relationship, obviously like years of friendship and, um, and you know, it, it, it was great to, to feel that much love and that much support for so long and to find that like, level of comfort with somebody because I know that it's like possible you know to to be in a long-term relationship or I've you know been there done that so now now that I'm like independent on my own I actually kind of have to learn how to grow up and take care of myself because he in a lot of ways was very very loving and caring and like would bring me coffee in bed in the morning and like simple little things like that where he did very you know we genuinely cared about each other but but it, now that I've I've forced myself to be living on my own like I just turned 25 and I'm like happy birthday. A- adulting thank you I was just going to say adulting I was going to use that term Yeah so now I, I'm adulting real hard I have my own place and I'm like you know I I really needed to grow up and I think I think because I was maybe so comfortable and so stagnant I I wasn't growing up in a lot of ways but and now you were I kind of were you the messy one better. in the relationship yes yeah and I and it's so funny because I like listened to um to the old episode and I'm talking about how I'm like yeah I don't care I just leave my shit everywhere and I'm like that was doomed from the beginning <laughs> <laughs> how did how was I not saying this on the sex actually podcast and then being like this could be a bad sign Look, that I just I'm not don't one care. of those that looks at signs and been like, I don't think they're going to make it. Like I, yeah. cause I've never met him or any of that. Didn't know. But like, just seeing all the success you had, I just, I just wondered. Cause like for those listening, like we just haven't been in touch. You've I've yeah. been pleasantly enjoying the Facebook posts and the, 
you, you getting tagged in the photo shoots and the Matt TV and all that. It's, it's just it's just fun to watch people. It's cool that you know have done that that I know that you are know, making it happen. Making it happen. That's yeah. what it is. But um, you know, but I always wonder like, can men? It it takes. It it would take like for, like if Tasha just like made it big today, like I would be super pumped if she's flying around the world shooting photos and stuff. But and then you, the FOMO is so real. FOMO, yeah, absolute FOMO. FOMO because it's not it's never like uh, like I'm oh, so I'm going to New York and Rhode Island in a few weeks for shows and like uh, the, 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 I'm going and I'm, I'm, I'm in, I initially booked the trip because my my buddy passed away several months ago and it's finally going to be his memorial because he didn't live in our hometown anymore Mm -hmm. so i'm going back for that but then now one of my best friends is going to be in town that weekend randomly and i feel like um you know i'm gonna see but so like i know tasha's gonna be bummed out like that you're not there but it's like that's not like and and you're more than welcome to come but i know it's like we're probably trying to go back a month later for thanksgiving so it's like yeah yeah i have to go and, and i have to have fun and not feel bad but also not rub it in i feel like yeah, I don't think I'm going to be super bummed out, but you're right. It's natural to not feel, it's not like an envious thing. It's just sort of like, a, oh, they're having fun without me. Like, yeah. They can have fun without me? There. No. <laughs> Fuck yeah, this. Yeah, I need yeah. to create some drama. But it goes both ways. You know, you know, Tasha's in her trip in Mexico, and I'm like, ho-hum is me, blah, blah, blah. My yeah. life's boring. And it's like- Stuck here in West Hollywood. But my thing is like, I- you know, with stand up, I just be like, you know, like if I got a week to myself, I'm like, All right, I'm gonna go fucking hit it hard this week. I'm yeah. gonna go just, you know, you know, because you normally do a set, you hang out for a little bit, and then when if Tosh is not home and I have nowhere to be, I'll just, I'll just socialize and yeah, and you, you know, kick it and you, yeah, you and kick you it, you build, meet people, you building those relationships. It's all bullshit. Some some yeah. of it's, but you meet you meet good people and then you meet totally. others that you're just like, I wish I didn't need to know you, but and I love the comedy scene out here too. Just the best people. So did you? So you put that on hold when you're doing Mad TV for the most part? Yeah, I kind of like. Um, uh, put stand up on the back burner probably around January, and then I started um, concentrating my energy on, um, yeah, working my impressions and just getting. Um, I got my video up, and then just kind of figuring out what my next step was going to be. And I, I want to say maybe I I did a couple shows between January and March, but not too many. But now that I've been introduced to Amir and Adam, who are some of the greatest comics I've met, Adam like, Ray. Adam Ray, just such good people. Um, now I'm like, I want to get back in the game. Like now I know, now I know people, and I don't feel like as isolated. Because also as a girl, like it's a male dominated thing, a hobby or, or um, career path sure. or whatnot. And um, slimy owners and, yeah, and people that go, don't take you seriously. I, that that um, you're funny status for a you woman. Made, that status you made really resonated with me, where you were like, I put my headphones in. So <laughs> weirdos don't talk to me at these open mics. And now oh, I know man. how every female comic feels ever, which is so true. Like you just want to go and do your shit and you don't want to like have people. Guys, you know, I don't get, I just, and... I'll never understand. Tasha had me read this, um, this article just now about how like men, women, here's what women don't understand. And I was like, Oh geez, here, here comes Dave mansplaining. Women don't understand that men don't understand. You like, okay. we don't, we'd have no clue. Like I, I made this joke, like so you just referenced the other day about how like there was a weirdo who looked drunk before a, a stand-up show who was like going down the line talking to everyone. So I put in my headphones just to ignore him, and I made a joke being like, "I now understand feminism." But the truth is, 
I, you know, that's the smallest level of thing. And I was bigger than the guy and I knew he wasn't a sexual threat or that he, it was just purely, he didn't want to talk to me. So to think that there's all these other layers of like men just naturally being predators, like we just have no idea. We have no idea. Yeah, because you don't experience it. And that's the thing that good guys, and I'm not white knighting. I'm, I've been a piece of shit too. I've probably grabbed an ass at a bar. I've been slapped. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm You've just, grabbed an ass I'm just at a saying, bar? I mean, I'm not going to walk up to someone and grab an ass, but like, I don't know. Like, I don't know. Like, You've you, been on dance floors. Yeah, I've been on dance floors. I've been like, hey, what's going on? And you like shimmy up to a girl and she looks at all of her friends and they give like the no thanks kind of motion. Yeah. Like, I've been that guy. Like, oh, cool. Now I'm guys. that girl in the club. I'm the one that's, I'm the predator. Oh, yeah? <laughs> no, I'm, I'm kidding. You're looking for the guy with the smooth hips. You're like, yeah, exactly. I got this. Yeah, no, I'm so, like, single now. Yeah, so, so, all right, let's jump into that then. So what's, uh. What's what's it like being single for the first time in your 20s? It's nice. Well, I like, A, being independent and I don't have to answer to anybody, which is so liberating and awesome. I can just do what I want at all times. So that's nice. Um, on another note, being single, like, it's great to experience new people and to, like, I mean, like I said, I'm a people's person and I love getting to know people. And so going on dates is a lot of fun and I haven't really experienced that thrill because honestly, my boyfriend of five and a half years, he was the first person to actually take me on a proper date. So now I'm like, oh, this is what being an adult is about. You go on dates and you see if people mesh with you and you try and find, you know, find out what makes them special. And it's exciting. I mean, it's cool because I'm because now I feel like I have, you know, I have this life to live and I'm like, I'm like right in the middle of my twenties and I'm not anywhere near, I mean, I'm still standing by the fact that I'm not getting married till my thirties. And so I'm sort of like, all right, well now I can, now I have like at least five more years of, you know, gelling with other people and getting to know. So what's your, what's your, how how are you sourcing these men for dates? Uh, dating apps or are they hitting you up? Are they fanboys? Um, (laughs) All fanboys. <laughs> fan only, only fa- I only date because you have a young. You have, I mean, from Todd, you have, a, you have a young no, no, fan no. base, right? Not those fanboys. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I'm just kind of like um, whoever I naturally meet, like mutual friends. I don't. I'm not on any of the apps or anything. Um, you know, That's went to surprising. For went to Vegas. I met. I met uh, my British husband there. So, like, you know, that where, could where go was somewhere. that at? Um, at. Um, I don't know what hotel we were at, but it was like... Um, you just walk in the, the lobby? I feel like that's where everyone meets someone. No, I actually met I met him on a, like a rooftop party oh, type okay. situation. But such a nice guy and so funny. Like cool British. Yeah, we're in touch. Um, yeah, so, you know, British husband in case Got I want on one. Got that and yeah. then see what else is going yeah, on. Yeah, but now, you know, I am in America and he's not in America. So I'm like, well, you know, I guess I'll just continue to do my thing. Are you date. looking for a monogamous relationship or are you just like kind of gun shy about? I don't di- know. Because I mean, that's not easy to find in L.A., yeah. Uh, especially like in your 20s. The thing is, maybe because I was, I did have somebody to answer to for so long. Like now I'm not really interested in locking down anything serious. I'm just like interested in getting to know different people and, and, um, you know, making new friends. But I don't, I don't know that I'm, I, I mean, if I meet the right person and I like instantly click with them, then yeah, then that's when I cross that bridge when I come to it. But for now, I'm just more interested in like, experiencing life and so as someone who is now finding the dating world like first time in your 20 in your adulthood really yes uh hey, what, what are like the sort of red flags that like you see in guys when they come up to you because a lot of guys don't know they're doing things or they're so 
we're so hyped up to like do the right thing that we come off like aggressive or needy or even like spacey. Like a lot of times I got guys in his head thinking about the next thing he wants to say and he's got no idea what the girl's name is because yeah. like, he was too nervous. Well, I don't, I'm trying to figure out like what, because also there's so many pockets of town here. Like how do you um, decide like, okay, are you going to come pick me up? Are we going to meet somewhere? Like what's the norm is, do you meet people out at places or is it traditional where you get picked up for a date or do you getting picked up Uber is, to their place yeah, and then go somewhere? Like, Getting picked up, it's like you're giving them the knowledge of where you live and the expectation that... Is that a big step to be like, come pick me up? No, but if they drive you back home and there's the whole like, do you you bring them in? And which is fine Mm -hmm. if like that's what it is. But if it's like you don't know someone or you don't know them well, I don't know. Like, what do you think? I think if you don't... Well, I, I would definitely be careful of anyone you meet on apps or the internet or whatever of giving them your address to pick you up. But also... I think it's it it would be difficult for some I don't know. I feel like in apartment buildings like, you know, if someone's coming to pick you up and you meet them outside, they don't know which apartment is yours or not yeah. going to get into your building. It's not like a huge safety issue at least in Los Angeles, but um at my personal experience pre-Dave when I was doing a lot of dating pre-Dave. All right, was, I'm going to check out of this part. <laughs> <laughs> Earmuffs. I um I had at least one one or two guys that I was dating that always wanted to pick me up before we went out to dinner or whatever we were doing. And I really enjoyed that. I think it's like really, it's a like old school gentlemanly yeah. thing to do. Chivalry. Otherwise, meet at the place. I'm certainly not driving my ass to someone's house to then go yeah. to their place because that just sounds like a really long night. Well, when I was like newly, newly single, there was somebody that I had met and I was with my boyfriend and I was walking to like Starbucks one day from my apartment. So like near where I lived and some guy crossed like we crossed paths and he ran back chased after me and was like and he was really hot but he was like you are like so beautiful um can I have do you want to get coffee sometime and I was like um I uh I don't know and I was so flustered and caught off guard that I just gave him my number because I was like it's not gonna I'll just tell him I have a boyfriend later but I feel really bad because he was like really hopeful or whatever was he cute he was really cute, and so, but you just, older. You just were surprised. Older, and I was caught off guard, and I was like, You're uh, like in the middle of a crosswalk, and the light's ticking down. Yeah, and I was what like, oh, yeah, move, here's though. my number. And so he, well, so then he texted me, and I was like, and I even showed it to my boyfriend at the time. And oh, was you like, did have a boyfriend. I did have a boyfriend oh. when this happened, and I was like, okay. So, so I, was then, like, I was like, what's your problem? <laughs> like, this sounds yeah, great. so, well, okay. whatever. So I showed I showed him, and I was like, yeah, I just want to let you know this guy. I got flustered, and I gave him my number, but I'm texting him and telling him, like, whatever, I have a boyfriend. So then maybe three days after I break up with Michael, this guy randomly messages me on uh, or texts me. Wow. And was like, hey, are you still are you still in a relationship? And I was like, actually, no, <laughs> I'm not. Um, Dude, dudes can feel that did shit. Did you go out with him? So, so here's the thing. I We were in touch, and he lived in, like, Newport Beach or something. And he was like, yeah, just um, just come down to my house in Newport Beach, and we'll hang out here Ooh. and order no. in. And I was like, that sounds Order rapey. in? That's, like... So <laughs> creepy. I was like, that's very rapey, and no, not going to happen. You always want to, like, be able to, like, leave on your own terms. That's why I wouldn't want to go to someone's house, even if we weren't staying in, even if we were going someplace else. It's like, I don't want to have to take an Uber and, from the restaurant back to your house to drive myself And this was a stranger home. that was, like you have great eyes, give me your number, like, and a a complete stranger. And so I was like, okay, 
okay, yeah, that's a red flag. Like, he went for the not... romantic move and then to sleazy. But then, and then when I, you know, plans didn't work out because I was not going to do that, he texted me and was like, hey, how are you? One morning at like 8 a.m. I didn't respond all day. And then he was like, well, have a nice life or something <laughs> like that. And I was like, okay, dodged a bullet with that one. Glad I didn't drive yeah, my Isn't that funny news, though? Newport. Like one second, you, it's like charming because like you. He's treating you like a goddess. And then as soon as he starts to feel the sting of rejection, he's, he's like, like you hate it. Yeah, guys get rejected and then rejection turns into fury but do you not understand how terrifying that is for women to think that like this person's just like moments away from snapping and you have no idea well, yeah so like, good thing like i a- learned that lesson three days after my breakup because then i was like all right good this person remember about people coming in your life for a reason he came in my life to avoid getting attacked just show, <laughs> yeah just well just to show you that what might appear to be a good deal isn't no and deal or no deal but no deal. yeah he seems like he had the right move and here's the thing if you went to his place in uh i mean talk about delivery he was like yeah we'll just uh come on i mean if you went to his place and like it worked out for him then like then like sleaze yeah. on bro like it worked like i think the thing but is, like, you obviously guys, knew they don't realize how like how predatorial they've they come off Mm -hmm. like he he probably had like the best of intentions and he might not be a creep you know we don't know we never we didn't ever meet him right right but he might actually be a really good guy but it's a shame that there's not like a handbook that's like dudes don't just invite for a first date a girl over to your house to like stay in because she's gonna think that that's a little bit strange ask her out on a proper date take her to dinner in a public place and i emphasize that i was like I'd rather us meet like in a public place. I don't know if I said that verbatim, but it was something like, I'd rather us like go out first and like, you know, whatever. Cause I don't want, I I don't know. Just know the security cameras at the entrance of the bar. That that makes a difference. Yeah. And you're a stranger who ran up to me on the street. Like, I love that. that You just trust that. You've got such a great princess, like, PSA. Like, <laughs> do not go up to strangers in the streets. Never talk to strangers. <laughs> <laughs> now we know. Can't. Now we yeah. know. We learned it here first uh, right. from Ariana Grande. Uh, <laughs> so, okay, so so you got a little creeped out. Um, what uh, Now, what if a dude was like, yeah, I saw you on Matt. Like, have you gotten any of the dudes, like, reaching out to you on your Facebook page or something? Yeah, well, dudes I actually recently like um, changed my cover photo to one of my favorite messages that was... Um, Wow. You're like blowing someone up. <laughs> no, this person just. Um, oh, it's just like a. They messaged you and you made it your it's profile. Because I also have, I also have a um, fan page, so I get, I get messages there and on my personal Facebook. But somebody, um, Carly Craig, Carly for all those Craig. listening, yeah. So if you want to send me messages, I read all of them. Slide um, her some messages. Let her yeah. know you heard her here. So this is what I made my cover photo. I got this. Um, Wow, W A W. Nice your picture and your body. Wow, <laughs> wow. Nice so I made that. Picture. He's got a I mustache. That. That's a fake photo. How he great? Has. How great is this though? I made this my cover photo last night, and now I have all my friends commenting on my Instagram whenever I post a good picture. They're like, "Wow, W A W." I'm like, "Is this about to become a thing?" Wow. Yeah, that sounds like Borat. You wow. have nice body and photo. Your pi- wow, your picture and your body. Hey, Valentine is here. Um, that's interesting. So yeah, you gotta do your creeps. That's uh yeah no so many creeps but um but you know you filter through and then through. but I haven't like met up with anybody that's messaged me I mean it's like for me I I'm I definitely operate from the place of okay whoever I'm supposed to meet I will meet like I'm just kind of in my flow you know so if 
people are introduced to m- into my life face to face, then I can trust that on some level. If yeah. I'm like hanging well, out, I always said this. They when, know people I know. Um, when I was traveling throughout Europe, the, the whole thing people would say is, if you ask other people for directions, trust them. If other people come up to you offering to help you, don't, don't. trust them. That's actually that's, a really great. You know rule what I mean? Them, yeah. yeah. So it's like you know, if people are blowing you up, whatever they they could be nice guys or whatever, mm-hmm. but you didn't meet them under the right circumstance exactly. where you're like you're on the same level. Not the moment. Like you're not going to probably meet. Have you met any dudes after any stand-up shows? Um. Yeah, I've been I've been talking to people because dudes fall in love with chicks if they see them on stage. And really? That, yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Like any like uh um. Well, this I, I, is a good tactic because I have my eyes on a few. I remember I was a kid. <laughs> never met the chick. I just need to kill it every time. Yeah, you just have to do well. It's just like then, super pressure. <laughs> I Well, I did my show last night. Crush. I was in Laguna doing a show at a gay bar. Fucking great place. Amazing. Main Street. You, you would, oh, yeah, you would destroy in this place because like... Because the homos are my people. They're your peeps. And yeah. it opens with this um, uh, this man, cross-dresser? Uh, what do you call? Drag? He's in drag. Okay. Well, it's I called, think technically... You should call her a she. Well, if she's even if she's just in drag, it's called yeah. Comedy's a Drag. That's the name of the show. Cute. And she opens the show with like a cover, and she does this whole thing, and it's fucking great. And um, no, you would like it, but um, but I I was having a typical meltdown during my set because that's what I was doing, and like I wasn't getting the attention I wanted, and the, it was a wireless mic, so I just go out into the crowd, yeah, <laughs> just walking. Talk about crowd work. Yeah, crowd work. I literally was like. And I was doing this joke. Please listen to me. Yeah, no, and, and I started de- deconstructing the joke. One of my best jokes. Fuck, it's a great. When you know, you know, when you know something's great, you're like, listen, you're not listening. This is why it's funny. Yeah. And I walked into the crowd, and as I was doing it, I accidentally like stepped in front of a chick and her boyfriend that were like leaving. So I just started yelling at them, uh-huh. and, and like kind of followed them out the door until like I was like far until enough. Your mic was out of range. Yeah, and I was like, I need to go back to the stage because like <laughs> once you're out of the spotlight, you really lose the audience. Yeah, but but. Uh, um, but then after the show, she she said I did a nice job, and you could see her boyfriend like wanting to murder me for like getting a compliment from this girl. Right. And I was like, well, you know, I mean, I'm harmless. I've spent the whole set talking about my girlfriend, so it's fine, bro. You can yeah, continue we're, leaving. We're all on the same page. I did here. shout at you guys. I'm sorry about that. It was a one straight sorry couple for the shouting. Yeah, I like had one straight couple that I could to like, latch relate to. to, and I <laughs> walked them outside the place. Literally followed them. But I'm being kind. It's a, it was a horrible room. I mean, like, yeah. it, which is fine. You can't. You can't get mad at the people that aren't there. No. There's four people from Portland that were laughing. And then yeah. There was just no one there. There was like a couple dudes making out at the bar. Mm-hmm. Typical. Like that's. Do you get hit on at the gay shows? No. And Aww. I've said this. I've never been. I've never had anyone try to flip me. That's sad. There are some gay guys. The um. I've the, had lots of women try to flip me recently. Really? Yeah. Well, let's. Because you're giving off the single vibes. It's single, really a vulnerable thing. vibe. So women. What's the term for when women try to flip you? I don't know if they're trying to flip you. I think they're just trying to like see like how far you are on the spectrum, like or yeah, like what are your you... preferences. Okay, are. Yeah. well, like run us, run me through a little scenario here. We got a couple minutes left. We're at forty-five, so we'll we'll, we'll probably end in a few. But yeah, well, what's, just uh, like going out, you know, you you. Is it the denim a... jacket? Is that why? Yeah. Well, it, <laughs> mostly in um in Vegas, uh, yeah, there was there were a couple chicks like. At the at the bar when we were doing, I love that I just called them chicks too, like just yeah, objectifying bro. my own. Yeah, talk about these <laughs> so pieces. These, yeah, these dimes. <laughs> so, you know, Sorry. people are people are willing to do crazy stuff in Vegas. So I definitely had some like girls that were getting touchy with me and stuff, and and I was like, what? What's, yeah, what's the response to female? that? I mean, I don't know. I'm like. I not like I'm like oh yeah now I'm gonna be a lesbian like I was in a relationship for five and a half I'll years show let him. me just go you know 
suck on some titties. Like, that's not <laughs> what I'm trying to do. You're such a chauvinistic <laughs> lesbian right now. Go suck on some titties. Got some titties. Dumb flappers. Bitch. Um. <laughs> yeah. No, that has. Because Tasha no. had a chick hit on her recently we were talking about. We were kind of deconstructing. Yeah. Yeah, I give off the um, lesbian vibes sometimes. Well, we, that's because you kind of your resemble um, Cara Delevingne, so and oh, yeah. I and she goes both ways. So I think maybe people unconsciously uh, assume that yeah. you're like that. They want those brows going that. down on them. That's what they want. <laughs> All right, <laughs> <laughs> like I guess. So I mean, are you curious? Or are you just? I mean, I guess I don't know. I'm just kind of like I don't think I'm naturally attracted to women. So I think that if that were to ever happen, it would be like maybe a drunken type situation, um, you know. But I'm not going to beat myself up if something were yeah. to happen. With men, it's interesting. Like I know dudes who are like who register as straight is it register is that what it's called <laughs> they went to their local office identify and as registered identify yeah. identified as straight that have like given a guy a hand job or like made out with a dude i'm like well that's not i'm not on that part of the spectrum yeah but like i can be like oh that guy's good looking oh yeah so you know i just i used to stand in on the show called white collar for matt bomber yeah dude's one of the best looking men in the world Right. Do you know who I'm talking about? Uh, he's, no. He was in Magic Mike. So he was one of the dudes in Magic Mike. He's like, <laughs> <You're> like <laughs> did like, I say anything? And else? he's gay, but he's like a bro. He's like a, yeah. you know, he's married to a dude out here with a couple of kids, but like, he's Cute. like, but like he's a cool dude from Texas. And I had to like look and talk about feeling like he was, I'd have to like put his suits on and shit, like photo double and all that. Right. But he, you know, no one would see my face. It was just, but he would probably weigh 15 pounds less than me. And he was just a fucking good looking dude. It just made me feel like shit. But so, but I, <laughs> point of the story is that like, for like, you can appreciate that a guy is attractive, but you're not fantasizing you're not about trying dudes. to give him a hand. Yeah. Up. Nor, nor do no I have handies. to deal with like aggressive guys who like treat me as if like I'm the, uh, you know, aggressor. How would I put that? Like, I don't know. Like, like I if I was at a, if say. I walked into a gay bar, I wouldn't feel like, oh, like, like I wouldn't feel like a chick who walked into like a sports bar. Yeah. Well, and I've also learned how to keep my guard up because working as like a female in Hollywood, you know, you hear those stories, but like, yeah, being on set, there's some creepy people that are like working on, on set and, and being weird and whatever and making comments about your body and things like that. And I'm like, at the, I don't engage with that kind of behavior anyway. So I think like being a single woman and and going out and doing my thing now, I, you know, I I have a certain level of you know protecting myself and and not engaging with people that are weirdos. I can like yeah. call the bullshit sooner than yeah. You're not you, well. You're not like auditioning, or maybe you are, but you're not like a doing a college non-union project where like you know there's a lot of people in in hollywood that haven't made any headway and then because attention yeah we were talking the other day about um about a movie called love right where there was a yeah, full, full frontal penetra- penetrating sex scene well, and tasha was like how the fuck would a woman agree to that like in like a it's like a you know it's like an artistic you know not rated feature film it's not a porn but it's like how you know there's plenty of movies Shia LaBeouf but it's Billy an Bob indie Thorin. but like how does this girl like tell her parents like yeah I got this movie you but like I'm, we're camera. having real sex you're seeing up close real. yeah like the opening scene like he the fucking comes on her face or something it's that's like, what crazy the fuck? and it's yeah. like some but somebody had to go in their head was like is this some director help my told career? this girl. <laughs> This is how it's going to be. Well, a guy walked up to me in a coffee shop and was like, are you an actress? And I was like, yeah. And he's he um, invited me in. He reached out to my management the next day because I gave him my website. And he uh, reached out to my manager, invited me in an audition, and then was like, 
like I went in for this audition and I was wearing like this kimono type thing because the character was supposed to be like artistic or whatever. And he was like, okay, um, great. Let's, um, that was really great. Can, can you do it one more time? But can you take the, the shawl off or whatever? And I was like, all right, that's fine. So I did that. And then he like walked up and was su- super creepy and was like, and got like super close to my face and was Ugh. like, okay, so the next thing you're going to do, like you really love him and like this is whatever, whatever. Oh, and I'm geez. like, this is, these are the kind of stories. So now I, another rule, I'm not going to, you know, give my website to any guy in the coffee shop. But that you says know what? He's a director. Here's the thing is like, you did everything right. You had him go to your website. You mm-hmm. had him go through your management mm-hmm. who is supposed to vet that this guy's got like an actual project and get their script and everything and blah, blah, blah. Like you did everything right. You're not just like Craigslisting an audition yeah. and Where was going audition? by yourself. And it was at like. Oh, exactly. Which is just like a rent a rent a room. Well, but yeah. I'm sure it's a legit project. So. It was a legit project, he and just, he was a legit award winning director. But and there's plenty of award winning directors that it's power. Yeah, it's power it, over. And their there's cast. also, I mean, you hear about it all the time. Like, remember Kristen Stewart was hooking up with her director, and yeah. people hook up with their directors. And I feel like maybe that's like the kind of culture that's built here, maybe in a sense. Yeah, and a culture. But of again, I'm really green, too. so I don't know. Yeah, so for me. I mean, and that's why I'm talking about it, because I have no problem being like, yeah, I get fucking hit on and it's creepy as hell all the time. Like, and, you know, in the business world, you have HR. You literally can sue the shit out of your boss. But do you really? Because... No, in the business world, you no, no, do. No, but th- but all the people who, like, try... It's coming out that, like, uh, employees of Wells Fargo, like, went to HR and were filing complaints against this fraud that's been going on for the past few years. But as soon as they, like, blew the whistle, they were summarily fired, you know, within two weeks for being one minute late. They'd get fired on the spot. Like, they yeah. set them up to get rid of people like that. Like, it's... It's kind of every man for himself. Like you hope that the system is in place where you can report things that are like. Well, yeah, it's definitely wrong. more transparent well, now than ever. But it's a long way to go. Well, you know what's super funny is that we had you know that HR meeting at the very beginning, and so then anytime and and there was like you mean a hotline it for, Mad TV? for Mad TV. Like you know they have this this meeting, so they gave us this hotline number, and so anytime someone would say something creepy, I would just say the hotline number and walk away. <laughs> <laughs> That's, That's literally so all boss. I would do. Yeah, I'm just like like blank. I'm not to be fucked with, dude. Like come on, I, yeah, okay. What because I like float around and I'm like a little fairy and I'm super charismatic i'm gonna let that shit slide like no you can't talk to me you can't talk to me like that like well you heard it here first folks carly craig not to be fucked with we got to get out of here man we're at an hour so do you have what 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 do you want to promote pick pick a laundry list can guys find you through your management (laughs) yeah right (laughs) you can you can find me at any um coffee i gotta do is produce a film i have a severe coffee addiction so you can catch me at any coffee shop in town at all times and just approach me and ask for my website which you, is carlycraig.com. Carlycraig.com. And it's at carlycraig uh, Instagram and Twitter. Is that right? Uh, yeah. Did you change your, your Twitter? Was it Carly, Carly G or something? It was Carly underscore Craig, but I got that. Uh, How did you get the hookups? I got did a publicist. The, the publicist? Like, the publicist bought, hooked it up, got me verified. That's amazing. All the great that's stuff. Good dope. for you. Verified. Yeah. Look at verified, that. Verified. Blue check. Sex actually is not verified, but um, my mom. Will be. My mom approves, so yeah, that's, that's something. Good. So, well, we good talk. For. I'm glad that. Yeah, we, thanks for being know, on this. This is like a, a therapy session. Yeah, it, everyone says that, and that's what we <laughs> aim for. I, that's what we do. It, look, I'm not trying to be self righteous. I'm just nosy. <laughs> like, that's yeah. Everyone's like, oh, Dave, you pull a lot of people. No, I just, uh, I just want to know. I want to be able to interview every comic friend in LA and just know their shit. Yep. 
for, for my own sake, you know, I'm not sharing it with others, but it's like... It except was, on the podcast? Yeah, except we just hit 150,000 downloads today, so that's cool. Right. So yeah, or last night or whatever. Killing so um, yeah, so for people that are listening, thank you guys so much for that. And uh, if you enjoyed our talk with Carly and haven't heard her before, I don't even know what episode number Check was. Check out our YouTube. It was in like the 70s or 80s or whatever. Um, I just I just went back today to start to number all the past episodes, right. which takes about a minute or two minutes for every episode. I got to go into my past um, and, and re-edit the title. It's a lot of work. It's a lot of, but like people are like, oh, how can I find so-and-so? And And I'll be like, I don't know. So now I can be like episode 88. Yep. I don't know what episode number we are, but I do know it was October 20 something of last year. There you go. So party princess, party princess. Yeah. Party Princess with Carly Craig and Tasha Courtney, as always, anything to promote? Nice to meet you, Tasha. Yeah, nice to meet you, too. This was a lot of fun. So fun. Um, no, nothing to promote. Uh, come say hi on my Snapchat, at Tasha TV, uh, Instagram, Twitter, Tasha Courtney. That's it. Amazing. All right. Thank you guys so much for listening, Dave and Neil. we'll catch you next time. Thanks. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye.